Welcome to the EquipCast for the Archdiocese of Omaha. Designed to help leaders transform their cultures, to embody the pastoral vision, to be one church, encountering Jesus, equipping disciples, and living mercy. We want to welcome everybody to our EquipCast. Uh, this is our, our Friday edition, uh, our first Friday edition, first one we've ever done uh, on a Friday. Uh, it's really our first week of doing it. I'm Father Jeff Lorig. I'm the Director of Pastoral Services for the Archdiocese of Omaha. I just want to welcome everyone. Uh, we have 38 uh, participants uh, right now, so thanks uh, everyone for, for joining us today. I, I'm really excited about today's topic. Um, it's, it's really about... Uh, Really, how do we continue to be church uh, when we can't go to church? And uh, I think uh, for many of us, we're, we're grieving the loss of not being able to go to Mass this weekend. Uh, for those of us who go to daily Mass, uh, really just feel that hurt of not being able to gather as a community and not being able to be gathered around the altar and uh, participating in, in the Paschal uh, mystery of Jesus Christ, which is what the Mass is. Obviously, we, we don't call it the source and summit of our faith for nothing. Um, um, but uh, in the meantime, you know, we, we know there's other means to do that. We can watch Mass uh, online. We can, uh, we can uh, participate in spiritual communion. We can venerate the Word. Um, but we can also continue to have fellowship. Even though we're not physically connected, we can still be spiritually connected. We can be emotionally connected. And, and so we just want to do uh, the best we can to uh, take advantage of, of what the Lord is offering us and uh, really these gifts that are right, right in front of us. So um, we're going to start uh, with a little prayer here at the beginning. We've been saying that the prayer of St. Joseph, uh, it's, it's a little wordy. And, and, uh, so, and there's words in there I can't pronounce either, just to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know what some of those words mean. Um, so I know it's a good prayer, but I, I just, uh, if, you're on, if you're on this call with us today, um, why don't we just take a moment to uh, rest with the Lord, uh, just pause for a moment. It's been really noisy and busy, hasn't it? So just uh, acknowledge the presence of God is with us. Let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just acknowledging that the, that the Lord is with us. Just notice where your heart is. And notice all the things you want to offer to Jesus and to his heart. Would have been the worries, the, the hopes, um, the fears, whatever is there on our hearts today. Um, just show those to Jesus. So Jesus, we offer all these to you. We know that you are with us. And we know that uh, your heart is open to us. And so we open our hearts to you and exchange our hearts with you. We ask you to anoint our time together and continue to, to be with uh, our, our people, uh, especially those who are suffering the most. We ask this in Jesus, in your mighty and powerful name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I am excited about uh, uh, this topic and... Uh, uh, I, I 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to do a whole lot of talking, quite honestly. I, I would like uh, uh, Calvin Mueller and, and Andy Dake. I want them to spend some time uh, really digging into this. If they're not answering my questions, uh, then I'm going to I'm going to ask them. And uh, so if you guys have questions for them, I'm going to be looking at the chat room. We also have uh, Jody Phillips uh, looking at the chat room today. And uh, so she's going to chime in here uh, in a little bit um, just to let us know if there's, there's things going on. But I think, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want this just to be another moment where we, you know, uh, you know, we teach you something that, uh, you know, we, we've been wanting to do anyway. It's, it's really just a, I want this to be a moment where we're connected together as, as one church uh, and uh, uh, really helping each other out to, uh, to move forward, to move the gospel forward uh, in this because God's alive. And, and so let's, let's keep it. Um, let's be ambassadors for the kingdom um, because the kingdom is still here right in front of us. So I'm just going to turn it over to, uh, to Calvin at this point. Great. Thank you, Father Jeff. Um, yeah. Just as we, we jump in here, I just want to share a couple of things. We only have about 25 minutes together, and Andy and I feel like we could probably talk for, for a good two hours about this stuff. And so we're going to just try to cram in just some of the essential stuff in the, in the next 24 minutes. Um, but uh, I know we're scheduled until 4 o'clock, but after that, we're willing to stay on and, and talk and, and enter into any conversations that we need to um, in, in order that this would, would take root and be something that could be useful for you. So I'm sure we're not going to get to everyone's questions um, in these 24 minutes. So um, know that we're willing to stay on as long as we need to afterwards. Um, and I just want to echo what Father Jeff said. I just thank you guys so much for, uh, for joining right now, but just for all of the ways that you've labored in this last week. I, I was not expecting to work uh, the, as many hours or, or more hours than, than typical uh, this week. It's supposed to be kind of a vacation time, right? But um, it has been hectic, and I know a lot of you guys are experiencing that. So just thank you so much for laboring in the ways that you, you have been. Um, so, uh, let's see here. I, I also just want to acknowledge we're, we're diving into a topic of, of how we ourselves, you know, can create authentic community, um, in our parishes with the people that we love and how you can and call your parishioners, um, and instruct and walk with them, uh, to do the same. And, uh, as we dive into this topic, I, I just know that right now you're, you're having to deal with people's immediate needs, right? Weddings being canceled, you know, funerals happening graduations being canceled. There's a lot of immediate needs that you're dealing with right now. And this might not be the most timely topic because we're throwing another thing at you that we think that you need to be thinking about, but hopefully we can get it out on the table now. And as things start to slow down next week and we kind of can get into a, a, a new flow, um, this can be come front and center and just something really important for you guys. So, um, well, here's, yeah, I just want to start with, here's kind of the reality. Um, you know, Pornhub, which is a, a major pornography provider in, in our country, um, has just made all things um, free and, and easy for people to access. And so every secular institution that the devil has a foothold in right now is currently strategizing about how they can capitalize on this opportunity, how they can put content in front of people and, and, and help them to start consume it, to consume it. 
And um, it is really important that we seize, I guess, this opportunity as a, as, as a church um, to, to come to, into the forefront of people's minds. And, and it's been beautiful to see people um, putting content in front of people really quickly, um, live streaming the mass, um, you know, Father Taylor doing a, a, a book time with Father Taylor. I, it's so many awesome, incredible ideas, getting content in front of people. <clears throat> Um, but you can also see, and you know, you're experiencing, I'm experiencing, um, any of that good content can get lost in between a Geico ad and a TGI Fridays, um, commercial and, and we can, we can blow by that really quick. So what are we really trying to do and what does the church offer? Um, we're trying to communicate that, that we, we, you, um, us, the body of believers are the content, right? Um, community is the content that people need right now. Um, we're not just calling people to consume, but we're actually going to call people to communion with each other. And, and there's so many creative ways that we can do that, but we just feel like calling people into small groups, helping people continue their small groups, start uh, their small groups, um, and call people into mission this time is just um, so essential. So with that being said, um, this is kind of our agenda for today. We're going we're gonna to just talk about how you can um, help people to continue their existing groups now that we need to switch to an online format and how that can still be uh, an effective way to have authentic community. Uh, we're going to talk about how you can catalyze new groups and have this be a time where, where new groups could get started within your community. Um, and then we're going to uh, just talk about how you can use this opportunity to call everyone into action. Yeah, thanks for setting this up with that, Calvin. Um, and, and I really want us to think about this question, right? Like, will the church meet people in their poverty, right? When we're talking about small groups, we're talking about um, investing in the lives of others. And um, just as we open, just thinking about all of the, the ways that, that people are feeling, that we're feeling ourselves, um, maybe loneliness or separation, right? Um, there's social isolation, um, separation, obviously, from the sacraments, people feeling maybe cut off from some of the things in their lives that um, they've been relying on to give them uh, greater meaning. Uh, or purpose in their lives. Um, and for some of them, this might, this experience might have exposed um, uh, just the lack of deep friendships or relationships that they have in their life. So I, I think this is the time when, when we're all kind of feeling this uh, or feeling a poverty very keenly. It just made me think about uh, the way that Mother Teresa kind of has characterized the West and our experience of loneliness, our experience of, um, of this kind of spiritual poverty and hunger for the Lord. Um, so I think this is the question that I'm reflecting on that I hope, um, you know, that we would like um, all, of, all of us to reflect on. Uh, it's just like, am I willing to step into that poverty uh, myself? And am I also willing, you know, this is taking a step deeper, am I willing to empower those around me to step into that poverty? Because that's really what we mean when we talk about evangelization, right? Evangelization, this, Pope Benedict said that evangelization means addressing poverty in all of its forms. And there's people are feeling so many different forms of poverty right now, right? Some uh, some people um, are literally unemployed, um, right? So just feeling that very keenly. Uh, so as we're thinking about what is the adequate response of the church in these times, um, we think it really has to involve authentic community that is pointing people toward Christ and the hope that that He offers. So we need to figure out how are we helping people to satisfy that hunger for. Uh, deeper personal intimacy. And we, you know, we really believe that, uh, that Jesus is offering us extraordinary graces in this time, um, uh, this extraordinary time. 
and we, we just don't want them to slip through our fingers. So I just want to um, hand it over to Calvin just to share another story of um, uh, a saint who met the challenge of, of his time. Great. Um, so uh, Venerable Jan Ternowski is a huge inspiration for myself and, and a man who we saw during a time of great persecution in Poland, saw him as a, saw himself as a layman who could step into um, a, a, a difficulty. Um, he felt this call to start engaging the people in his parish, um, felt incredibly unqualified to do so, um, but felt this tug that I, I need to do something about all of these priests, uh, you know, being removed from the church, all of these people being persecuted. What, what could I do as an individual? Uh, he heard this line, it's not difficult to be a saint. And so he asked, okay, what is it that the Lord is calling me to? And so he started these uh, rosary groups. He just reached out to different men um, after, after mass within his community and said, hey, um, I would love to walk with you and teach you how to pray. Would you want to join a rosary group with me? And uh, 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 over time, you know, there were 60 some men that joined these living rosary groups. And at one point he had 16 men in a group. Um, out of those 16, 12 men ended up becoming priests. And this is a time where the church was being persecuted. It was being shoved off to the margins. All of these smear campaigns were taking place in Poland and um, uh, about the church. Um, but he stepped up and started gathering men um, and introducing the Christ and giving them um, deep prayer lives. Um, and uh, of those 16 men in this one group, 12 of them became priests. Um, one of the men in those group, one of the men in that group, he goes, if it wasn't for Jan Taranowski, um, if it wasn't for Jan Taranowski, I would have never called, felt my call to the priesthood. Um, that man was named Karawatiwa. Um, and we all know that Karawatiwa went on to become St. John Paul II. And so we just see in, in these times of turmoil, times of persecution, times of um, uh, that we find ourselves in just this awkwardness. How is it that we're called to, to be church, um, that we're called to, to step up and inspire and point people to Jesus Christ? Um, and, and we know St. John Paul II, uh, this message that he said of just be not afraid, right, which he was able to share to millions continually, be not afraid. I think that same message rings true um, right now that uh, amidst the, the hecticness that was this week, and, and um, we know these uh, coming months are probably going to be, um, we're called to not be afraid, and we're called to inspire the people in our parish um, to step up in the same way that Jan Taranofsky did, to be creative and bring people together um, and, and introduce them to the most important news, the most important message, which is Jesus Christ. And so um, I've talked to a lot of people this week who lead small groups. And, um, and when kind of this stuff came out that we were able to no longer gather in, in, in larger groups, um, a lot of people just said, well, I, uh, I'll just kind of stop my group or put it on hold. And I would just really encourage you as church leaders and yourselves, if you currently lead a small group, um, to see this as a time to um, actually double down on trying to get people to, to, to be connected with each other, to pray together. Um, and so uh, I, I just think it's so important to continue to encourage each other um, to continue with your existing groups. And so uh, in order to do that, we put together a little resource. Um, Andy, do you want to put a link to that in the, the chat room? Um, and it'll also be available on the Equip um, website after uh, whenever this is done, but it's a um, <clears throat> it's a real it's a, a short breakdown of just um, technology, online etiquette, 
And third, um, just a format that people could use for their small groups. So this is something you could share um, with people in your community or use yourself to come to understand how I can best use technology. What's some just simple online etiquette? Um, it's, it's certainly going to be different than when you meet up with people right uh, or in person, but um, it's certainly not the worst. And so what's some, some simple online etiquette? And then um, uh, what's a simple format that I can use to, to help hopefully help, um, bring about um, spiritual conversation and, and really check in and, and really um, get to know people in an intimately intimate way. Um, but yeah, people Calvin, are just, go ahead. I, I think Calvin, if, uh, if you're able to post the link in the chat, um, I've just got the, the PowerPoint. Um, yeah. Yep. I will do that. Um, so, Oh shoot. Just wait. As I'm doing that, um, did it. You did. Thank you. Thank you, Father. I clicked out all of my notes, though, as I was trying to do that. Silly Calvin. <laughs> the worst. What are you doing with your group, Calvin? Great. So, yeah, my men's group met on Wednesday, and, and I used Google Hangouts when I did mine. So I just sent the night before, hey, no, we're not able to meet in person. Um, but I would still love to connect with all of you uh, online. And I'll send you a link in the morning. Some people weren't able to make it, um, but a lot of people were able to. And I also just saw it as a time to invite other people in. And so um, I texted a handful of other people. Hey, a group of us are going to get together to, to talk and pray and um, just, you know, check in with each other tomorrow. And, um, and a few new people joined, which was, which was great. We talked about St. Joseph and St. Patrick's because it was their St. Patrick because it was their feast day today and just entered into an incredible conversation. I, I would have preferred meeting in, in a group, but I, I know everybody felt um, really supported and loved and, and connected with each other during that time. So I, I know a lot of people um, aren't part of groups, um, but this yep. is a very, it's a small part of our culture here as, as Catholics. It's hopefully growing a little bit. Um, uh, what, what, how would even, how would someone even start a group? I bet you there's several people listening in, like, I'm not part of a group. How, how do I even start one? Yeah, I think, so, I think that's a great question. Like that's, yeah, we want to catalyze new groups. And I think we've kind of broken it down into, into four steps here. Um, and this is something that probably a lot of uh, leaders in your church, they may not come to this realization um, unless you call them directly forward and, um, and set this in motion. Um, asking people intentionally um, to do these things. So I think the first step is just to pray, right? Pray that the master of the harvest would send out laborers um, and, you know, that he would bring people to mind um, that you could, um, that you could call up, that you could text. Um, you know, if you think of 10 people right now who would be willing to step into the poverty um, and, and lead a small group. Um, and as you do that, you really want to relay the why, right? Just like we've been, we've been doing here. Um, uh, you know, just the, the grace of, of this moment, the loneliness, the isolation that people might be feeling and how the, the church can, uh, can respond to that, how we are equipped to respond, respond to that um, and to bridge that separation. Um, and then that last step of instruct, you know, we can, we can pass on that, um, that resource that Calvin mentioned that we put together that just kind of walks you through how to use um, technology in a simple way, give the etiquette, and then a very simple meeting format. So I think those would be some easy ways that, um, that people could get started. Were you going to say something before, Calvin? Um, nope, I was actually going to just point to, Andy was really going to kind of dive into that, the question that you were asking. And um, just, I, I guess, maybe back to continuing with the groups that are already taking place um, uh, within your parish, I would just say, 
Um, I would just say, yeah, it, it, what if your parish right now, in, you're going to be live streaming mass, came up with five questions for the upcoming Sunday. And you put that out to a group of parishioners or a group of individuals and said, hey, discuss these five questions. A lot of time when we're starting new groups or continuing new groups, we jump to, well, what is it that we're going to go over? I would say the most important thing right now, Andy, if you want to go back a, a slide, um, the most important thing right now is that you focus on relationships and connection. And, and you as a parish can think of things to, to generate good conversation or to point people to. There's, there's unlimited small group resources out there. Um, but I would say just right now, the focus could be on relationship and connection. And then just a discernment of, okay, well, how is God working in, in our own lives? How can we love our families? How can we um, uh, be on mission together? And um, it, uh, just with, your, with the groups that need to continue, I wouldn't try to overthink it too much, but really try to... Um, get people together and, and, and continue to form relationships and continue to have connection. And then to your question, Father Jeff, which I think Andy just covered, um, it's, it's not rocket science, right? We, we really pray and say, who is the Lord asking us to, um, to connect with? And then we have to just reach out and say, hey, would you be interested in this? And, you know, my simple message was, hey, I would love to get together with a few people and, um, and to, to just pray, have good conversation, check in on how things are doing. And, and at this point, because nobody has any sports to watch, uh, they're, they're looking for some sort of connection. And um, so I think people that would have never said yes in the past will probably say yes now. And a lot of people might say no. Um, and, and as we're called to actually encourage our parishioners to step in this as well, it's important to relay the why. Um, why are we doing this? Well, because we want people to have authentic commit, uh, connections rooted in Jesus Christ. And if they weren't experiencing that, prior, you know, to this happening, they're not going to just magically have that happen. Now we have to be really intentional about that. Yeah. You know, not all, not all of us are real creative, uh, not nearly as creative as, as Calvin Mueller for sure. Um, well, I, I'm not creative. Oh, so we, we still, we still from the best, obviously, but how would I, I, I've, I think many of us are feeling alone and isolated and especially when there's so many problems, so many needs, I don't even know where to start. Um, if I'm a leader, whether I'm a pastor or if I'm a DRE or I'm a youth minister, I, I just, I feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Andy, how, how would I even move forward in that? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think, um, I think one thing that we've been talking about is just how, um, how we can rely on, on the resources around us, right? The, the people that God has placed um, right in our midst. Um, and we've just had this conviction that, that really the best ideas are going to come from uh, from your own people, right? The people around you. Um, and, and just being able to ask them to, to help you generate creative ideas about how we can, how we can respond. So if we communicate this, this why, or if we're, if we're praying about, um, uh, you know, how God is moving our own heart and we're sharing that with the people around us, um, and inviting others into, um, just creative, uh, creative solutions. I think one example that we've We've seen, we, we had the pleasure of talking with um, Father Lowski and, um, and Jonathan out at St. Charles Borromeo yesterday, Calvin and I did, um, and just hearing about um, some of the things they're doing, uh, modeling after um, uh, St. John Vianney and how he responded to uh, the plague in Milan um, and just calling people to, calling his parishioners to their windows, right, to sing the litany of the saints together, uh, just ringing out over the streets um, of Milan. Um, just just expressing the hope um, that they have and, and then the trust in God. And so these, these are things that, you know, are just bubbling up at the 
um, you know, from, from the churches, from you all, um, and how you're listening to the Lord and just creatively responding to those things. Now, are they singing there at St. John Vianney? Are they doing that? Like they did. Yeah. You can, yeah, they've got that on, on Facebook, Father Lowski leading, uh, leading his people, everybody kind of tuned in, opened their windows and just kind of just sang out into the, the neighborhood. Really? Hey, two, two quick things, uh, just practical ideas for calling everyone to mission. I think it's a unique time where people are looking um, for ways that they can be active, participate, be in some, part of something bigger. And so if we as church leaders, you could just send out a text to, let's say, pick five people and say, hey, I want, I want you to, by the end of today or by the end of the weekend, can you, can you think of two creative ideas um, of a way that we can feel more like a family um, here in our parish during this crazy time. Will you come with to me with two ideas of how you can do that? And and um, inviting people into actually brainstorming and thinking and and collaborating with. Okay, how is it that we could um, you know call people on to feeling like a family? You could also just post something on Facebook, right? We're putting a lot of content out there, but if you were to just put a simple post saying, hey, we want to make sure that people are not isolated during this time and have real um, real community and real friendships, and we would love for people to step up and, and potentially lead um, some things for that. Would any of you be interested in, in that? You might not have any responses, but you're putting that out there to a broad audience um, and giving people an opportunity to say, wow, I would like to participate in the church in that way. And I think um, start with your own poverty if you're a leader. Uh, so we, we started off talking about poverty and other people's poverty, but um, uh, just notice our own poverty so that, that we, we have like that. I, if, if you put something on Facebook and say, I don't know how to lead this. Or I need some help with this. Um, can somebody help me, please? Just to start from that place of your own poverty, because um, people want to help. And uh, if you if you open the door to them, I, I think they'll they'll kind of they'll jump in for sure. I think that's spot on, Father Jeff. Uh, just one more thing before we um, check in uh, on the chat. Um, I've just been really inspired thinking about the witness of Saint Therese of Lisieux, and you know when she had her conversion um there there's this grace of, of recognizing that um that she had this call to mission that jesus made her a fisher of men and yet at the same time called her into the cloister right and she didn't see any contradiction between that call to mission and um and this call into the cloister to pray and sacrifice uh for the salvation of souls and for the effectiveness of the missionaries who are going forth um and so i just it just feels like uh, right now in this time some of that that same dynamic where our call to mission hasn't hasn't been lessened, um, and in some ways maybe it's been intensified. Uh, and yet we're being called to retreat into the cloister of of our homes. Um, and so, yeah, just the witness of Saint Therese, who was able to be a missionary without ever uh, leaving home, um, and her thirst for souls um, through prayer and sacrifice, the encouragement that she was able to provide um, to Father Maurice, um, uh, and just to yeah to encourage him and, and pray for him uh, in his mission. Um, Great. I, I think, you know, when I, whenever I participate in these, this is my third um, webinar for the day, you know, like uh, the, there's a, a city webinar from some of the evangelical churches in, around town called, a, it's, a, it's a movement called Within Reach, and I was part of the Divine Renovation webinar, just, so this is the, the third one today, and I, I feel like a lot of ideas have been just floating around, and these are beautiful. Uh, my fear, though, is uh, um, that we'll, there's so many things to do. Uh, are we going to act on them? Are, are we going to do something? And then how do we even take that first step? 
Um, so that I just hold that up to all of us of like, this is nice, it's good to be together. Um, what's one thing I'm gonna do differently tomorrow or, or this evening um, that I wasn't doing uh, earlier this week? So just kind of throw that challenge out to everybody. Uh, I think Jody's on uh, on the line here. She She's gonna, there she is. Hello, oops, a little bit, hello, there we go. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the chat and it, other than Jim Jansen making a lot of jokes, there's, there's um, not any immediate questions that need answered right now. I do want to point out um, the link that Father Lorig posted was, was not the right link. Sorry, Father. <laughs> um, but I just linked it now, the one for the online meeting etiquette outline. Um, I Go ahead and save it to your computers because that link may not be available forever. Um, but we also sent it out today through MailChimp. Um, but yeah, just like Calvin and Andy said, they'll, they'll stick around to answer any questions you have. I also would love to offer myself, if you're trying to think through some of the logistics on how to start some, some groups, um, I'd love to help you think through some of that. So that's all. Great. And if you don't know who Jody is, she also oh. works in our evangelization office. Yeah. Uh, so with the, uh, with youth ministers and, and whatnot. Um, Great. Uh, I see. Uh, I see Craig Joring up there and Danny Ledger. How you guys doing? <laughs> um, so it's it's about time uh, to end here. I just again, it's always a question of what are we going to put into action. Um, maybe that's the activator in me. It's it's um, it's just I I I itch to to make something happen eventually, uh, and and so I, I just uh, hopefully we don't feel so powerless that we can't do something, um, even if it's a phone call today. Um, so just challenge all of us uh, to, the, to do that. Now we're going to keep doing this uh, next week. We have a schedule um, for, for every day next week. We, um, I'm just looking up on my whiteboard here. On Monday, we're going to talk about you know, how to get the most out of our communications. We have uh, uh, Blair from um, uh, our Catholic Schools Office and David Hazen, who's our director or manager of communications for the Archdiocese. And we just want to like, there's so much noise. How do you cut through the noise? Uh, so those two are going to help us with communications. On on Tuesday, we'll have Shannon Brommer, um in here to talk about uh, how do how do we fund the mission, even though uh, um, it's, it, things look different. How do you fund the mission with tact and grace? Is what I've been calling it. Um, and so we might do some uh, some uh, just some helpful tips on online giving with that. I'm not sure what she has in mind. Uh, then on Wednesday, we're going to talk about how we accompany one another, how we can do that as leaders. On Thursday, we're going to talk uh, to the uh, a few leaders from St. Gerald's. Uh, I, I've just been finding that St. Gerald's has been doing an amazing job. Um, and uh, and I'm curious about how they're doing it, what, what's making it, how are they able to do what they're doing? I've just been so impressed with the things they've been uh, uh, leading uh, there with their, their parishioners. And then on Friday, we're going to maybe pause a little bit next week and um, uh, just ask the question, how are we all doing? And uh, Christine French from Scott Catholic is going to be joining us just to, so that we can all maybe focus on the interior life, uh, the emotional life, how are we doing? Oh, not all of us are used to being uh, in front of a screen for six hours a day. Um, it feels busy. Many of us are anxious. And I think it's, it might be a good time for us to just pause a little bit and uh, you know, really think about how, we're gonna, how we take care of ourselves so that we, so that we can take care of others. Um, just like uh, Calvin said um, at the beginning, um, this, is the, this is the end of the webcast. This is the end of the Equipcast. Um, I'm so glad that uh, many, of you, many of you were able to join us, but we're going to keep this thing on. Um, and it's not for, uh, for uh, it can be, you can be light and have some fun and uh, 
tell some jokes and whatnot. But uh, um, but really, it's it's an opportunity to ask uh, Jody or Andy or Calvin or anybody that's on here. Um, just uh, how do I even take the next step? So if you have questions, we're going to stay on here for as long as you you want to stay on, even if you just want to hang out. Um, and we don't have to take it seriously. We just have some fun. Um, that, that that's perfectly fine. I, you know, one of the goals of this was that we would have. Uh, uh, that we would feel connected as one church. Obviously, that's that's one of our priorities as as uh, as an archdiocese to be one church. Um, so we're going to keep this door open, this window open, so that if you want to hang out a little bit, um, let's do that. Uh, so God bless you all. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off, uh, but I'm Calvin and, and Anda, Andy are, and Jody, and a lot of people are going to stay on. So God bless you all. Andy, would you want to exit out of the exit out of the PowerPoint? That way, that's not the the dominating picture. Sure. Great. And just wanted to point everybody to that link um, in the comments. That was a online small group essentials. That is just a, a an overview of the technology, email etiquette, or online etiquette and then small group formats. If any of you guys want to use that, please feel free. Jody, was there any other questions in the, in the comments that we never got to? Yeah, a couple more popped up. Um, Vita asked a question about small groups with teenagers, which I know is a big question for people. Um, yes, you continue your small groups with, with your teenagers. Um, you do need to have two safe environment trained adults and, and parent permission to continue those, but I highly encourage that. I know um, Beth Carlson and I are, are leading a small group through SCUT and we've, we've already got permission and we're gonna, we're gonna connect with them next week. So we're really excited about that. Um, keep in mind, teenagers are just as, crazy with all the technology right now too because they're doing online schooling but they definitely need to check in be checked in with um and then there was also a question about getting our contact information which i think blair you said that you were gonna we can we can figure out a way to get that list to you and so cool can i just throw out a question to unless somebody else has a specific question um and please feel free you can turn off your mute if you want and you can turn on your camera if you just want to uh, if you do want to show your face, most of you are probably still in your pajamas because you never left your house today. But <laughs> if you have actually changed into uh, normal clothes, well, my God. like Beth has. There we go, <laughs> Beth, Melissa. Uh, oh, <laughs> in. That's a wonderful background. Um, you can you can turn up. Uh, you can ask your questions just from there. But I guess I want to ask a question to you guys. You know, Andy and I have been thinking about okay, how can we empower you guys to empower others to um, to, to really utilize this opportunity for small groups. Have you guys stumbled across any resources um, that have helped you or could potentially help others to, to really enter into authentic community during this time? As far as... Oh, go ahead, Beth. Go ahead, Beth Doman. All right, um, as far as, as our teenagers, um, we are going to be meeting on Tuesday um, evening and get our SALT team um, involved and um, kind of take it from there. Just like you had said, um, get the parishioners involved and uh, let their creative juices um, overflow and make them feel like they're still connected and, and part of, of our parish. 
Deacon Phillips, were you going to say something? Yeah, I just uh, what we're working on up here, Father Cordy got the, the daily mass video going too. And I was just chatting with him this morning and, you know, something that he, he taught me as far as being a, a minister is that presence is important. So um, what I plan to do is to basically offer what I'll you know, call a commentary or a reflection on the gospel, basically what would have been a homily, but uh, just to put more content on our local uh, parish Facebook page, because it does look like uh, his masses are becoming very popular. I think people are starting to hunger for, for that. And especially after another Sunday without mass, I think a lot of our parishioners will be there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anybody else actively in ministry, you know, deacons or DREs or whatever, you know, I think it's important for them to put content out there too, not just the priests and pastors. Yep. Deacon, can I just ask, I just think that's incredible. And I, I have been following Father Cordy's activity on social media. I did, would have never thought in 10 years that uh, Father Cordy would have been this active on social media, but I love it. And I know a lot he of He has technical help, but he's getting it done. <laughs> Yeah, I, I believe it. Um, I, and I know a lot of people find what he's doing very endearing and, and just great, and they feel very connected to him as a spiritual father. Can I just ask, how can we um, uh, not just give something for people to consume, right? Um, and, and in consuming, right, they are feeling connected, but how can we call them to actually um, converse and commune a, a, around the things that we're asking them to consume? Does that make sense? Like, what could be another layer um, that yeah, they are getting your reflection um, on the homily or the mass, but how could we encourage them to yeah, potentially converse amongst each other? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, his idea, we haven't implemented it yet, but what he's thinking about is perhaps after the Sunday mass is um, transmitted, that he and I would, would sit down and basically have coffee together on camera and encourage people to text or call in questions. I don't know if they will or not, but, but just to sort of sit there and, and talk together about, you know, the liturgy or about what's going on in the community or about the parish, just to, yeah, I think that shows some promise. I, like I said, I'm not sure if people will actually ask questions, but, you know, sort of open it up like a, uh, what do you call it? The, the thing on tap, you're not allowed to say uh, theology on tap kind of questions, even maybe yeah. that will, will instigate some questions or, or get some conversation going in the community to replace the coffee shop. Nope, you're stuck. Can you hear me now? Yeah, now I hear you. Great. Um, so you might be hearing myself even like directing questions or being kind of aggressive. I know with, uh, <laughs> with I'm always aggressive. Thank you, Beth. But I think especially when you're trying to conduct something online, somebody kind of has to take hold because otherwise everybody's trying to talk over each other. So um I guess I asked, but I think my internet connection was low. Yeah, does anybody else have any thoughts to that or any ideas of, of how we wouldn't just give something for people to consume, um, but um, but would, yeah, allow people to actually converse and commune um, in things that are rooted in Christ? Anybody else have any thoughts to that? 
so when Sarah and I met with Father uh, a few days ago, we kind of started talking about um, um, maybe, and we, I don't know how it's going to work because so we have not implemented it yet, but um, contacting some of our parishioners and have them put a little clip either on, probably on Facebook because that's where everything is at right now. Um, what are you doing in your family in, in, in your isolation time or, or whatever you want to call it? You know, um, because one of, one of the families is actually um, teaching their kids how to say the rosary, you know, in, in a young child's um, way. And then also starting maybe the Marco Polo and Melissa <laughs> might have uh, kind of instigated this one uh, with Sarah and uh, Sarah shared it uh, with me also. So I don't know if Melissa's got some other great ideas. Well, I don't know if it's a great idea, but we prayed together as a family and it was pretty messy yesterday. The rosary with the Pope three. And we enjoyed it so much, the kids and I decided to um, invite our family on Facebook Live today. And so we did that, and my mom watched us, and we did the Chaplet of Divine Mercies. And we just decided to open up to all my Facebook friends today. And so it's kind of uncomfortable, but people are raising their hands and saying, join us. So it's semi-interactive, you know, they can pray with us. Um, but it's a way to involve our kids that we've never done, and for my friends with kids to pray with their kids, things that we've just relied on our, our Catholic school to do for us. So um, that's, I guess, where we're at right now. And uh, I'm hoping to start a Zoom Bible study, but, you know, I also have four kids at home, and I think one with a poopy diaper. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's what it is. So. I know, Sarah, you, you mentioned in the chats. Uh, sorry, Jody, you go ahead first. It was, I was going to talk about the same thing. Um, so yeah, I, uh, it will never be perfect meeting digitally, just case in point of what just happened with <laughs> Calvin and I. Um, it, yeah, it doesn't make up for the fact that we are a part of a, of a, an incarnational faith, right? Like Jesus didn't come to us virtually. He came to us physically. Um, so but <laughs> praise God, we do have these virtual means of connecting in the meantime. Um, and so I think part of this, I'm, I'm just noticing like, because I'm doing a lot of meetings through Zoom right now, I just need to prepare people. Hey, if your kid wanders in in the middle, that's okay. Um, if you get frozen for a moment, we're just going to have to deal with it. Maybe put yourself on mute if you want to pray out loud with me. Um, <laughs> but we're just going to have to kind of bear with that because it's better than being completely cut off. Um, but yeah, so maybe set some parameters to help the teenagers deal with the, those awkwardness and, and try and notice when you see people talking. Too. Cool. Yeah. Sarah Dorneman and all the kids, good to see you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> At least two of them. Yeah, there's one back here, too. Who knows where the rest of them are? <laughs> hey, jo Jonathan Sanchez, uh, Hidalgo, would you mind expanding on what you just shared in the chat room um, uh, about uh, asking your parishioners to, to be the domestic church? Jonathan, we can't hear you right now. So if you just want to do better, just be better right now, that would really help. 
he told me he's never plugged in this camera before. So if you were getting some weird shots earlier, that's what was happening. <laughs> yeah, that must be it. Craig, if you make one more millennial joke, Andy will kick you off this conversation, just so you know. Thank you, Father Lowski. I know it's embarrassing. It's em I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, uh, if, if Jonathan doesn't get that figured out, I just think your, your comment of, we talked to our parishioners about setting up a prayer table in their home, as well as how to better worship while streaming and modeled it for them and asked them to send in pictures of what they've made. I think that's an exceptional idea um, uh, to encourage your parishioners to do. And, um, but also just that, that last thing that you mentioned, still can't hear you, Jonathan, sorry. Uh, that last thing that you mentioned that you encourage them to send in pictures of what they've made um, so that you can show it. It just is a, another layer of furthering the conversation um, that I think is, is uh, just really beautiful. Does it work now? It is. Praise Whoa. The Lord. <laughs> Apparently this camera does have a microphone. I tried to plug in a different microphone. Um, so you just expounded upon it a little bit. Father Jeff is also here. Hello. <laughs> and so, yeah, we've been doing a morning show where we try to interact and take questions and really do just build the community of, of our parish. And there's been people that I've known from across the country, same with Father Jeff, and um, just chiming in, sharing a little bit of what they're going through, have, that they have questions, but also a lot of, like today, we modeled, what would it be like to build a prayer table or a little altar at your house? So I had a cross with some candles, we had a Bible, and then- Helping people make the new normal. That this is normal, so let's figure out how to do a new normal. Mm -hmm. And yeah. with that, how to better worship at home. If you're gonna be, if we're streaming mass, which we are, if we're leading stations, which we are, how do you do that from home without just sitting back on the couch like you're watching Netflix, but how to actually make it so it's still an experience and you can still be reverent. So we said, you know, still get dressed up for Sunday mass. Maybe instead of sitting on your couch, bring in your dining room chairs into your living room so that you can be in a, you know, it's not, a, you're not doing a normal thing in a normal place, but you're still stepping outside. Um, and so with that, we built a little altar table and we asked them, Hey, build one, you know, make one. Here's the, what you need. You have these things at home, probably do it. And we've gotten pictures sent in and we're going to send those out to share with the community to give other people ideas so they can say, Oh, I can do that. We don't want people to do extraordinary things. The, the time already is extraordinary. We don't need to, to make their lives any more difficult. So um, just cool. like that. Jonathan, what you guys are just doing using your Facebook page to do Correct. that? Correct. Right now, it's just the Facebook page. And is that the St. Charles Borromeo? Yep, the St. Charles Borromeo Facebook page. If you go to our website, we have it linked on the top. Because we've redid the website so that even the mass times, just tell what the streaming mass times are. And it has a link to the Facebook. And we've had issues with YouTube. Hopefully, we're going to get that going with this webcam. That Hopefully, that will solve some of the issues. But, cool. yeah. Thank you. Sweet. Any other questions or, or thoughts or concerns that, that come to mind? Great. Um, 
Well, just before we close, I, I guess I'll just share. I, I keep on going back and forth this week, right? From this like uh, real experience of the Lord's grace that's that it comes on as like a giddiness. It's like, oh my gosh, the Lord has presented us with an incredible opportunity here, um, uh, an incredible opportunity where where people's uh, typical way of living has been has been stripped away, um, and, and unfortunately that that. Um, has led to a lot of people experiencing quite a bit of suffering, but in many cases, it's just revealed, um, as Andy was saying earlier, you know, a real sense of loneliness, the, the lack of authentic friendship, um, the things that I used to be really passionate about, I realize are, are, are nothing. And, and so, man, as those things are being revealed, the Lord has just given us this incredible opportunity as a church um, to insert him in, right? To, to allow him to be the thing that fills the void in people's lives. So I go back and forth between that giddiness and then also this sense of just, um, just feeling overwhelmed um, at, yeah, that all that is before us, all, all that, that we could be doing. And so uh, I just had to continue to call myself to, uh, to just turning it all over to the Lord, right? To um, making sure that my interior life comes first and foremost, that I'm taking time for silence and, and I would just encourage all of you guys to do the same. You know, I had a friend, um, Sean, text me today. You know, St. Paul, he wrote four of his letters, right, while he was in prison, while he was alone. And, um, and, and do I have enough trust right now that if I was to slow down, that I was, if I was allowed to allow myself to, um, to enter into silence, to not be occupied with all of these worries, that the Lord would still be able to work in that. I, I know that to be true. I say that to be true, but my actions don't always reflect that. And so, um, yeah, I guess I would just like to close this in a prayer. Before I do that, is there any other questions, any other thoughts before we, before we leave? Great. So in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, good and gracious Lord, you are... Uh, you're, yeah, you're just so good. You are uh, a God that just is abundant in mercy. Um, you desire uh, all of us to just, to just know of your love, to know of your goodness, to know of the mercy that's available to all of us. Lord, we just entrust this entire week uh, over to you. All of, the, all of the ways that we rejoiced and, and felt like we had victories in your names, in your name, um, all the ways that we felt like we fell short, and felt inadequate. Um, Lord, all of the ways that um, uh, we felt like we had bursts of energy and, and excitement and all the ways that we felt lazy and um, uh, just uh, lackadaisical. Lord, we just hand it all over to you. Uh, we just ask that we uh, can receive your love or know of your goodness and, and move forward into this weekend. Help us just to be able to worship you, um, to experience you in a deeper way, in a more profound way, because of what's taking place. And Lord, I just, I just thank you for the gift um, that is everybody that was able to join for, on this conference call, um, for the gift that it is all, all the people who are laboring in your name um, for your church, uh, throughout our archdiocese, throughout the state of Nebraska here in the United States, and throughout our world. I just thank you so much. So that's that you give them their life, give them courage, help them to know you. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I just give you all glory, honor, and praise. And I trust this, uh, this prayer and the rest of our weekends and all of our efforts over to your blessed mother, uh, who we know makes all things perfect and who you can deny nothing. 